0: the Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Good singing tonight. Thank you everyone. I appreciate you being here again. Uh, hope you'll make plans next Sunday to bring somebody with you or bring multiple people with you since this, uh, harvest day and past appreciation day and soup day. And I uh, mean, I don't care what it is. You throw some soup in there when it starts getting cold. That's a good day. I'm not going to eat it. Uh, you know when it's 95 degrees, and but now it's getting soup weather, and so uh, thank you, appreciate uh, appreciate y'all honoring us, and uh, honored to be your pastor. Yes. And I, I told our Sunday school class the young adults this today, and I'll tell you, uh, by position, I am your pastor. But if you won't let me be your pastor, I can't be your pastor. Right. Right. Some people don't want a pastor; they want a preacher. They want somebody to get up and preach, and that's it. And they don't want it. they don't want any input in their life. And I'm not the type, but Shane, I don't go around sticking my nose in right. people's lives. Right. But I but I tell you what I have learned in a few years is most of the time I can see people going off the rails. This is usually the same pattern, right. and uh, and when they get people get like that, they don't most they don't want help. And we're in the day, Brother Tilly, honestly, most people don't want help. Um, and I i don't, you don't come to me and say, what's God's will for my life? I don't know. I'm not the Holy Spirit, but I can help you pray. Right. And I can point out some things, some dangers that I see. And so uh, I will be your pastor if you'll let me. Yes. And, uh, but I, one thing I'm almost 53 years old, Brother Gary, I'm, I've decided I'm going to do a few things. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay focused on serving God. I'm gonna to continue to preach the word. Right. right? Without compromise, without right. apology. I'm gonna continue and I'm gonna pastor people that want to be pastored. Good. And uh people are welcome to come to church, and Brother Brad, they I'm 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 not gonna tell them to leave, but there's some people they don't they just want to come to church. Well, that's right. fine, you know. Um, but uh, I spent many years, Brother Jimmy. I'm, boy, I tell you what, I've chased people down, you know, hadn't been in church, and chased them down, drag them back in, do everything, lay out the red carpet, and right. cook meals for, I mean, you know, just what. Right. And I've come to realize, you know, if, if God's saving you, right. keeping you out of hell yes, is not going to keep you coming to church, I can't I can't do it. That's right. And I, I just appreciate your faithfulness. So that's what I want to say. I appreciate your faithfulness. Um I want you to turn to two passages tonight, really three. Uh Matthew twenty-eight uh, verse eighteen and uh, Mark chapter sixteen verse fifteen and then again as we mentioned earlier, Acts one yeah. eight. We're gonna we're gonna finish up this year. Uh, well, up till Christmas. Can you believe it's it's October? Where it won't be long. it would be Thanksgiving. I went to Lowe's the other day. They Lowe's uh, Home Improvement. They've already got Santa Claus up. Right? Christmas trees flickering. I'm like, yeah. I, th- I, I think if people get right to the Lord, we'd start Christmas around July. Just ease into it, right? But the um, next few weeks we're going to talk about, I think, maybe the most important thing God's left us here to do. Right. Not, uh, having church is for you to encourage you and to edify you, right? But having church is not the reason we're here, Come on. Right. not the reason God left us here. Right. Now, I'm going to ask you this. I don't want you, to, don't want you to answer it, but I want you to answer it in your mind. Um and, and I want you to be very honest with yourself. And then when I say what I'm going to say, I don't want you to get mad at me. Here's my question. Don't shake your head. Again, do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Now I'll guarantee you everybody in here is saying, Sure, I do. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. What did Jesus Say Not what preacher said, not what the Baptist said. What did Jesus say? Amen. He said, if you love me, keep yes. my commandments. What he say? It, right? Amen. Now, in Matthew chapter 28, Mark chapter 16, Acts 1-8, Here's what he he gave us. We we call this the great commission. That's what we call it, the great commission, right? A commission is, in essence, a command. Now, if we roll back, if a commission is a command, right? Because in verse 19, he said, go. there's There's no... filler there. It says, if you want to think so, you're gifted with this. He just says, go. He's talking to his disciples. That's what he tells us to do. Then that is him commanding. That is the word of God. Well, that's the word of God. We roll it back. It's what he tells us to do. We say we love him. That's a command and we don't do it. Do we really love him? I'm not talking about an emotional feeling. I dare say we're all thankful that Jesus died for us, right? I dare say there's an emotional feeling there's an emotional attraction, and I, don't, I mean that in the uh, most reverent way. There's a, an emotional attraction to Jesus and what he's done, right? You know, when I think of what he's done for me, it, it stirs my emotions up to where I may cry, I may say amen, right? That, that's, that's different than John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave or he did something. So what I'm asking, again, is do you love Jesus? I'm not asking, again, you know, I get emotionally, st- I'm asking you, is, is your love for him moving you to an action to obey what he's told us to do? Right? Because there's no doubt if if I asked you, you whether well, you love Jesus and the, the Bible says that it's, it's a sin to commit adultery, we'd all say, yep, you're right, that's a command of God, Therefore, if I, I shouldn't do it if I love him, right? I, it, we understand that, and I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. Some of you give me the look. Right. That when Jesus says that we're to have no other gods before him, if we love him, we'll not, not have idols in our life, right? None of us have a problem with that. But the problem becomes when we start dissecting God's word to say in this column, are things that I know God tells me to do that I must do right. to to prove that I love Him. Amen. But over here are some things that I think He said to do. I know He's said to do, yes, sir. but I don't have the gift. Or these are exceptions, right? We we gotta quit putting columns. Come Come We're not perfect. But we can't make excuses. Can we agree there? All right, let's go on. So the Bible said in Matthew 28, verse 18, through verse number 20, notice it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, now That next word, all, means, yes, it does. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Okay, can we stop there a moment? What does that, what area does that encompass? Everywhere. All. There's no place that Jesus does not have power. Right. Right? Right? Okay, so all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now he says, go ye, so it tells me that, He's not telling us that you're going in your own ability and your own accord. He's, he's prefacing verse 19 and 20 with this thing. He's letting the disciples know. He's saying, All this power is given to me. Yes. How so? Because he was because first of all, because he's God. Right. And he proved that he was God because he was crucified, buried, and death couldn't hold him. Right. Now can we can we get this? Can we wrap our minds around this as much as we can tonight? When death has no reign over you, you can do what you want to (laughs) do. Right? I mean, Jesus doesn't have to ask permission from anybody because death could not hold him, and he's he's alive. So he's saying, all this power is given to me, not just here on earth, but in heaven. Everywhere that that he's created, he's got power and dominion over. So he says... Since I've got that, here's what I'm telling you to do as my disciples. Go ye therefore and teach, what's the next word? All nations. Yes, sir. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Ghost. Now look at verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Now, if you go over to Mark, chapter uh, number 16, verse 15, 16, he he gives the same account. He said, uh, in verse 14, he said, afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and unbraided them, uh, them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them. So if the Bible said he said, that means it's his word. That's right. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say preach my standards and convictions. Right. We, we deal with that after someone's saved. That's right. He didn't say preach my opinions. He didn't t- say preach my political views. Good. He didn't say preach uh, uh, my views. Uh, economic views, he just said, preach the gospel. Amen. Good news, right? If, we, if, we, if we'd stick there, right, we've gotten real good at trying to clean the fish before we ever catch them. That's right. We right. want them walking in the church, right, looking right, acting right, speaking right, and they're not even saved, right. Right? right? So he said, going to all the world, preach the gospel to, to every. Now that means what? Oh. Everyone, all of them. Creature. Doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter if you like them or not, doesn't matter Jew, Samaritan, right? The Jews hated the Samaritans, right? right? Every creature, all right? He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be damned. That's That's in our book, is it not? All right, now let's go to Acts. Acts chapter one. Acts chapter one, verse number eight, gives us the same account. I'm getting there. I'm in Acts eight. Praise God. I got to go way back. All right, hang with me. Hang with me. Hang with me. Acts chapter one, verse number eight. He said, but ye shall receive power. Whose power? His power. Right. How much power did he already say he had? All, All power. Are you getting some help yet? Amen. He said, Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall, right, Amen. shall, what is that, command, Amen. shall be, witness says, yes. well, looks to me like witness says is plural, so it's not just for the preacher, right. unto me, look at this next word, both, That's right. didn't say or, both, so what's it tell me, both means this and this, right? Yes. Both in Jerusalem. Well, that's where they were. That's right. All Judea. Yes. What's that next? That that next place? Yes. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Time out. Didn't we just say the Jews hated the Samaritans? Right. Jesus said, "I don't care if you hate them or not. Right. Amen. You will not discriminate the gospel, but." from people you think deserve it or don't deserve it. He said, I want you to give it to the Samaritans. Yes. How are we doing so far? It's good. Amen. And where else? Unto the uttermost part of the earth. Right. Does that include Australia, yes, sir. Brazil, yes, sir. Antarctica? Yes, sir. I don't know if anybody there, but if there is, they need the gospel, Amen. right? Amen. Does that include Africa, yes. Asia? Europe does that include Montana? does that include Canada? does that include California? I understand you said California, I understand, but you know what they need the gospel that 's what he's saying so here's 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 what I'm saying. the disciples here are had an appointment with Jesus right now maybe they thought he was going to come and give them some new revelation, right maybe they thought he was going to to this group here maybe they thought he was going to say you know what well done for following me to the end but he rebuked them right, right? and then what they got was a great task one that they could not do themselves now you, you hang with me here is a small group of believers just a few hundred, right? right? And here's what he told them. He said, I want you to preach the gospel to every single creature there is on this earth. Amen. Wow. Well, they could not do that. That's good. In their own power, yeah. they could not do that, could they? Right. But now, we have all these churches, plural, all these Christians, plural, and the command, the commission has not changed. Yet if you go over to the book of Acts, that same little band of believers turned the world upside down and we're cowering in fear because Jesus is coming. So the great commission is great because of several things I want to share with you. And the question really is this, what he left us to do is unquestionable. Amen. Can we agree with that? Yes, sir. I mean, he didn't, we can read those three scriptures and it's very evident what Jesus left for us as believers to do. Yes. Yeah. So we, you can debate and so say, well, that's, you know what? Preacher, that right there is for those disciples only. Okay, well, the, are you going to take the rest of the gospels and throw them out? Because we like to quote them where they apply to our life. You're going to take Acts 1.8 and say, well, you know, the book of Acts is a transitional book. And okay, well, going to throw that one out because there's a portion of scripture, buddy. I'm talking about us independent Bass we'll grab on to. Right? right? Amen. So why is the Great Commission great? Will we obey it? That's, that's I mean, Brother Shane, the bottom line is Amen. we're in the last days of the last days in the last hour and the last seconds. And I'm going to show you that we as God's people, and I'm not talking about just, I'm talking about Christianity as a whole, we're doing less for the cause of Christ than potentially any other age when we should be doing more. Agree? So number one, why is it great? Number one, because there's great power. Jesus said that, he said, listen, all power is given unto me, right? Heaven and earth. So in this great power, what he's doing, it is a cooperative power. He has great power, he's given us great power through the Holy Spirit of God, and he is cooperating with us to reach people with the gospel. So he says that he's got power in heaven and earth and so God is partnering with his people to accomplish his goal. He didn't ask us to do it by ourselves. He said, lo, I'm with you always. So first of all, it is a cooperative power and Matthew 21, 22 says, and all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Do you believe that's in your Bible? Well, let me ask you this, what are you asking him for? Because the bottom line is, if we were honest tonight, most of the time what we're praying for is stuff that makes our life easier. Wonder what would happen if we got as serious about praying for lost people and praying that God would use us to reach lost people as we do. I heard a preacher say this. He said, wonder what would happen if we prayed as much about keeping people out of hell as we do our grandmas who were sick out of heaven. He said, because we'll pray for sick folks and grandma, she's 90 years old and let's pray for her that she'll have strength. But he said, you know, you think about that. She knows where she's going. She's going to heaven. We're praying that God will keep her out. Keep her with us. Then we won't pray for the guy who's dying and going to hell. He said, sad, sad, sad in this day we live that we're, we're more concerned about keeping grandma that's lived a good life and loves Jesus out of that glorious place than we are about keeping a sinner out of hell. So we, God has the power to use us to see the people in this world get saved. God would not have told us to do it if we couldn't do it. Agree? So when you, say, when you say, I can't do it, I don't have the gift. Well, it's not a gift. If you're saved, you've got the person of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And we know here that God is saying, I want all of you, right? All of you, every single one to share the gospel. Yeah. Now, whether or not somebody gets saved, that's not on you. But but to share the gospel is what you and I we gotta get the gospel to every creature. You think we've done that? Amen. There's places all over this world they've never heard the gospel. There are people coming into our community that have never heard the gospel. You say, Well, preacher, we're in the buckle of the Bible belt. Yeah, but look, people are coming from New York, New Jersey, other countries other states where they don't have a Baptist church on every corner and God is putting them right here and you say well you know we need to close down the border wonder maybe if God said if you'd send more missionaries out there I wouldn't have to send them to you it's a cooperative plow, power but then it is a complete power heaven and earth when it, is there any other place is there, some, is there some corner of the galaxy that God is saying that he didn't have power in? Right. Heaven, he's not just talking about the third heaven where he, he's talking about all of it, Brother yes. Tilly. He said, I got power. I'm about to help myself tonight. God's saying there is no place, no one that I, that I don't have power, That's right? right? Amen. We look and say, well, look at what's going on in our country. You think God lost him power? Look what's going on in Russia. You think God, he's got power in Russia and Israel and uh, Hamas. He's, he's in control of everything. But the hindrance is us, isn't it? So heaven and earth, there's no place in the universe that's beyond the Lord, uh, uh, his power. And Satan cannot stop God's power. He just can't do it. He can stop us, but he can't stop God. God's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Number two, not only is there great power, there's great purpose now, listen to what I'm saying. I like, I like to have a full church. But not, not so we can run around bragging. Amen. I don't care about that. Amen. If you're visiting, with, haven't been here long yet, we don't have no attendance boards. Right. We, we tore them down. <laughs> I'll tell you why. tell you for a long time, man, we'd come in here. How many did we have last Sunday? Yeah. How many did we have last Sunday? Hey, how many of y'all, people ask me, say, how many of y'all running? I don't have a clue. I don't know. I'm not gonna count, right? Because we got so worried about how many were running, how many sitting in the pew. We forgot there's a world out there going to hell. And, it, and, it, and if we'll show them to the cross, the Lord will show them to the church, right? When we'll show them the cross, God will show them to the church. So I'm all for inviting them to church. Not, listen what I'm saying, not just so we'll have somebody in church, but that will we. I know they're going to hear the gospel yes, here, right? Yes, sir. I mean, the greatest thing you can do is actually share the gospel with them. That's what we ought to be doing. Yes. But if you can't, they may not let, give you an opportunity. But at least we can hand them a track with the gospel on it and the address to the church, and say, "Hey, well, I don't have time, or you don't have time for me to share the gospel, Come but on. I sure would like to have you as my guest Amen. Sunday." Wonder what yes. would happen if we start doing that. Yes. Well, I've done that, preacher. I asked two people this week. That's 200. Right. See, it's a numbers game, whether you like it or not. The more people you talk to, the more opportunity you have to share the gospel, and the more opportunity there might be somebody that comes with you Sunday. Because, see, some of you, all saw it on your face. We have harvest day, friend day. That ain't. We're not doing that just to have something we can go eat soup. Man, I can eat soup at home, Brother Chad. We're doing it so you've got an opportunity to say, hey neighbor, hey friend, guess what? We're having this special day at church and you, I want you to be my guest because I care about you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me share the gospel with you. Oh, you don't have time? Well, please be my guest. But you know what most of us do? Well, I've already asked everybody I know. Then you need to expand the people you know. How many people in the world? Seven billion, eight billion people? You know Four? You brag about having 4,500 friends on your Facebook page, but you got four? Right. I've already invited all my family to come. Well, Can I help you? Obviously, they ain't gonna come. So go ask your neighbor. Go ask the lady at the grocery store if you hadn't made her mad, right? I mean, if anybody you hadn't upset, go ask her, hey, we're having a big day at church. You mind coming with me? But if you give them one of these, you don't wanna go with me, do you? Nope. I, I think, Brother Jerry, what we ought to have is we ought to have some sales training in the church, right? You, you don't want to go to church with me, do you? No, I sure don't. You don't want to get saved, do you? You don't go to heaven, do you? No, I don't. Right? See, the thing is, there's a greater purpose than how many people you got in your church, Good, It's how many people's going to be in heaven. Right? I mean, that's what he came. God didn't come. Jesus didn't die on the cross to to send people to church. There's many apostate churches, you know. How many times you heard things like this? Well, I don't care where you go to church as long as you're going somewhere. I do. Because you can mess some people up if they go to the wrong church. Some of you. Listen, I know. Your kids grow. Well, as long as they're in church somewhere, they the wrong church that does not preach the Bible can turn them 100% away from God, right? So there's a great purpose and that great purpose is eternal salvation. That is the main thing. Uh, A provided salvation that Jesus gives them and it has already been paid for, he is eternal and so is his salvation. That's what we're pointing them to, Jesus Christ. But then uh, in this scripture, notice what it said. Uh, He said, all power is given to me in heaven and earth Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And over in Mark, he says, I preach the gospel to every creature. Well, he doesn't stop there. In verse 20, he has said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So here's what he's saying. Not only do I want to see them saved, baptized, I need them plugged into a church that's going to teach them what the Bible says. That's good, right? It's good. Go out, knock on a door, see somebody at the gas station, lead them to Jesus, but you can't leave them there. You got to get them in here. And Can I give you a time out? They know you. They don't know me. They don't know Brother Jimmy. So when you say, hey, Brother Jimmy, I led this guy to the Lord here. Go out and get him in church. The guy don't—he don't know that's Jimmy, right. brother Jimmy Money. He knows you. You got to take ownership in that. Say that's he's right. mine. I got to get him in church, that's and I need to sit with him in church, and I—I I need to bring him up to the front, and the church needs to see he got saved, and they that's need right. to rejoice over another person going to heaven. That's I need to—I need to be their mentor. I need to that's be that's their that's spiritual that's that's uh, Paul. Right? I, that's me. Got quieter on that, right? What we want to do is we just want to hand some stuff out and say, okay, now it's somebody else's responsibility. But they need that earthly surety. Praise God for eternal salvation, but earthly surety, teaching them, it is our job to disciple them. Now, Brother Matt's over our discipleship. He can't do it by himself. If you've been through discipleship, good thing you ought to go to Brother Matt and say, Brother Matt, I'll get involved. How do you need me? Right? Right? Everybody in our church ought to go through discipleship because I know this, I've been a Baptist for 53 years and a lot of Baptists, including me for a long time, didn't know why I believe what I believe other than that's because I'm Baptist. Because right, right, right. that's what preachers said. That's what my mom and daddy said, right? You need to know what you believe and why you believe it. Yes, sir. So you can have surety because there's a lot of folks out there with false doctrine that knows their Bible better than a lot of Baptists. Right. So it's a great purpose. Number three, great people. Yes. This is what he said. He's incorporating the saint, yes. the command to go, go ye, right. God leaves us with the great task and the privilege. It's not a. It's not just a responsibility. It's the privilege that God gives us to share the gospel, yes. to be involved in the work of God. Amen. He could. Hey, he could have chosen angels. That's right. He could have chosen. Uh, 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 angels say listen I can't trust them human beings with this I I got to get somebody I know well he didn't he said I want you why because you understand the life changing power of the Lord Jesus Christ what great greater testimony to to God's life changing power that somebody's had their life changed and so God leaves us with the great task and privilege the only question is are we going to obey it then there's the sinner notice what he says he said all nations. You know what that means? All people. No matter how sinful, no matter how righteous, you say, well, you know what? Brother Matt, there's a lot of folks in here and I, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm being honest. You'd have, there's some, you'd you have no problem going into a mobile home park and hand out tracks. But if you went to a, a, a Multi million dollar neighborhood, you'd be, I can't talk to them because they're rich. Right? There's other people, you, you don't mind talking to the half million dollar house people, right. but you won't go in there where, where the people, might, there might be some crime, might be some drugs, right? Well, tell me which one of those groups don't need Jesus. Right? Tell, tell me which one deserves to go to hell. The guy that's poor. Or the guy that's rich. Right. Exactly. Amen. Right? So why, why is it that you and I get to determine who gets the gospel? That's good. Amen. Who set us up to be the Holy Spirit to say she gets it but she doesn't. She can have it but she can't. Right? right. Well they don't believe like we do. Well, I didn't see where he said that. Right. I thought he said it all creatures. Right. I right. thought he said all nations. Right? right? Yeah, but yeah, but what if they get saved, preacher? I mean, you know, look at our church. We got we got people wearing ties, and you know, got their hair cut like this. What if they get the saved, come in here, and they got nose ring and face rings and ponytails, and tattoos, all nations, right? Come on. right? That's right. right. Amen. Am I reading it wrong? Amen. All nations. What about them bus kids what about them they all nations right. sure enough Amen. All. every yes, what what well I don't want to send them down there to Mexico and I don't want to send them down because they're all come, what who made you the Holy Spirit? Come on. see what I'm saying? Well I agree with foreign missions, but I don't agree with home missions. <laughs> why not? Right. Well I think you preach that West out to get a job okay <laughs> you got well, Paul was a tent maker. Sure was. So you're saying, well, I'd be like Paul? Yeah. Well, how many churches you started? Amen. Right? Amen. How many people you won to the Lord? How many times you've been in prison for your right. faith? Yeah. Better be real careful when you start with the I think and I believe stuff. Okay. What I'll do is just let God handle the whole thing. Yes, sir. And just, yes. you know what? I'm I, to a place in my life, I don't, I don't know, I don't judge. Right, I, another preacher, another ministry. But right, right, right. I don't think they're right. I just keep my mouth shut right. and move on. Amen. Yes, sir. They're not my servant, Amen. right? They're his. You may not agree with me on everything. I don't. That's fine. You can be wrong if you want to. Hallelujah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right, brother. They'd be wrong if they want to. That's, that's your privilege. No, I don't have it all figured out. But you don't either. Right. See? Amen. I just know there's a lot of people out there and I, I, see, I, see the, I see the heartache, I see the broken homes, I see the drugs, I see the alcohol, I see all these social problems and we're trying to say, well, what we ought to do, I know exactly what we ought to do, give them the gospel. We try... We've tried everything else. Yes. Yeah. Well, what would happen if God's people got out of their churches and said, you know what, we're going to try it God's way one time, yes. right? I don't. Th- There's nothing wrong with soup kitchens, nothing wrong with clothes closets, right? Nothing wrong with that at all. But how many times does the same soup kitchen and clothes closet say, hey, listen, I'd like to give you this bowl of soup, make sure your natural man's fed... But here, let me share the gospel with you, because this right here will change yes. your life. Amen. Right? Amen. I know it's not popular. I know we're in 2023. I know, brother Jerry, that they got no soliciting signs, and we've gotten letters, and we've gotten all the stuff and calls about don't put gospel tracks on here, and don't. I get all that. But here's the bottom line. You ready? I don't answer to them. Amen. They didn't die and save my soul. Amen. Now, I don't, I'm not going out to try to offend our neighbors and make people mad. and I'm not doing that. But just because someone in this neighborhood doesn't want the gospel doesn't mean I ought to stop just all against say, Well, ain't nobody taking tracks anymore. Right. So the great, there's great need for these great people, no matter who they are, no matter where they are, Then number four, there's a great promise he gives to us. Verse 20, Matthew said this. He said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. He said, "Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. There's great promise, sufficiency of his presence. He said, I'm with you. No matter where you go, he's with you. Then there's a great sufficiency of his power. All power is given to him. He gives us power to be a witness. Let me ask you this. So the Great Commission is our task. That's what he left us to do. Right? That's the job. Now, hang with me. I know when I get to this point, everybody starts putting their Bibles up, and putting stuff away, and you've tuned me out. Don't tune me out. Give me, give me a couple minutes here. Don't tune me out. Give me a couple minutes. Now, look, look at the time when he gave them this task. Reach the whole world. Now look what they had. Did they have airplanes? Did they have cars? Did they have a completed Bible? Did they have tracks? Did, did they have email? Did they have did they have, uh, did they have uh, social media? Didn't have the World Wide Web. Didn't have didn't have, didn't have these ships that could, you know, n- not even worry about the planes. Boats that, I mean, they'd have to put a sail up, say, okay, send the wind. Right? Now we got planes, you can, y'all can, you can. I ain't go to Africa in 24 hours. I mean, Brother uh, Matney said, come on down here, preacher. I want you to come down there. I said, how long does it take to get there? He said, about 24, 25 hours on a plane. I went, it's so like, Brother Jimmy, that sounded like a good mission trip for him. <laughs> That's a long way. Yes, sir. But think about the mission the, the missionaries that came before there were airplanes. Right. Think about this little band of guys in the upper room, these men and women, and God said, "Listen, I'm going to use you to get the gospel to the whole world." Hallelujah. And they did it. And now in 2023, going into 2024, we've got more tools. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. We've got more opportunity, but we're doing less. Why? Well, I asked Jeff. They were over there building the wall to Hannah and Austin's house, and I was watching those guys. They had them nail guns. I mean, them dudes were just pow, 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 pow. And I got to thinking about when my dad and my granddad pretty much did the same thing. They took my great-grandmother's house. My dad bought it. He and my granddad remodeled that, framed it out. And I remember that uh, that every, every time they'd get a nail, I'd see my granddad. That whole house, brother Matt, was made with nails and one of these. That's right. My granddad was a tool guy. I mean, our my my mother tell you this when we went out as a family, we went to Winston, we went to Western Steer. Some of y'all don't know what that is, man. That was the high dollar steakhouse. You know, you you stand in line. You'd go down that line, praise God, and you'd be like, I want that $6.85. That's a fancy steak. We'd go to Western Steer, and then we'd go to Sears. Yes, sir. And he spent all night in that tool section, man. Yes, Saw, hammer, you know. Amen. When the cordless drill came out, he lost his mind. <laughs> like the computer been invented. And I thought, I told Brother Jeff, we were watching them. I said, my granddaddy, if he saw this, he'd lose his mind. And this, but this was a great tool, wasn't it? Because there was a time before that, they didn't have this. That's right? right? They, were, they were beating stuff in with rocks, right? Axes. Somebody said, hey, I want this little claw hammer. That'd be a great, great tool. It'd be a whole lot easier. Well, then Somebody came. And they said, hmm, I'm tired of hammering. I'm going to get me one of these. Fall asleep on me again, see what goes on around here. (laughs) And instead of, you know what them dudes are doing? Pow, 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 pow. Flip that wall up. Pow, 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 pow. Right? More efficient. Than that hammer. That's right. The hammer was more efficient than that rock. Good. But here's here's what I want to leave you with. Great task. Great tools. If you use them. Amen. All them tracks do no good if you don't use them. That's right. Amen. Going soul winning. On those doesn't do any good if you don't show up. We can have all the plans we want to, but nobody shows up, right? We can can print all the tracks. We can have all the big days. This day, this day, bring a friend day, love thy neighbor day, harvest day, round up. Have them all. But if you won't use the tools, the tools don't matter. God's given us all. We have more tools. Much as I, much as you hear me talk about social media, it can be used for good, yes, right? You can, you can share the gospel. Yes, sir. You can let people know about Jesus. Yes. But you gotta use the tools. Yes. These do no good unless you use them. Amen. And the command is there. It just matters whether you'll be obedient a great commission, not a great suggestion. Let's stand together. Bow our heads. You may have sat there all evening and said, you know what? He's right, but I just don't think I can do it. Now you're getting it. Wonder what happens if you just get on the altar tonight and say, God, I know I can't do it. But I sure would like you to give me the power to do it. I sure wish you'd give me the words to say. Wish you'd give me a burden in my heart to reach people with the gospel and then give me the courage and boldness to do that very thing. You know somebody that needs Jesus. I know you do. We all do. Maybe start with there. Maybe maybe take a handful of those tracks and say, you know what? Maybe I don't have the confidence I need to share the gospel right now, but I sure can take one of these little invitation cards I can hand that guy at work, or that girl at work, or that person at the store, or at the restaurant. It's hard to go from zero to sixty, right? It's hard to go from never going to. I'm gonna hand a hundred out a week, but wonder what happened if you just said I'm gonna take five of these and hand them out. What if you just said I'm just gonna, I'm gonna muster up the courage to hand one out? Well, I'm not. It may not be a hundred. But can I say this? One's better than zero. Then next week you might hand out five. You may share the gospel with two people, right? You may this week, Brother Jerry, just invite them to church. Next week you say, God, give me the boldness I need to share the gospel. Well, a preacher, I wouldn't know what to say. You just flip that card around. Share it with them. Give them your testimony. Tell them what God's done for you. our our problem is not that we don't have the power to do it God's given us the power and so let's be honest a lot of times we just don't have the courage we're afraid well I understand that there's sometimes I'm afraid do you know what you do say God if with your help I'll do it your help I'll do it I know it's important I know that you told me to do it with your help I'll do it if you'll just be available be available every Tuesday morning we got men to go go out you'd like to go Brother Jimmy probably could say hey I'll put you with this guy he'll do all the talking until you feel ready Saturday mornings they're going out on bus visitation I'm sure you talked to brother Bobby. He wouldn't mind going with him. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Thank you for entrusting us with the gospel. Now give us courage and boldness to go out and share it. In Jesus' name we pray.